I gotta get construction crews in here by Columbus Day, so we gotta guess for how long? I've got four really good guys. One week, we're gone. That's fast. I need the job. So the loonies are outside in the real world, and here we are with the keys to the loony bin, boys. <laughs> Might actually want to be grateful when you're about to make some decent money. What's the catch? Patricia Willard scandal, 1984. I want you to try to remember what happened 24 years ago. Use your imagination. The shrinks figured that with these new techniques they designed, they could release hidden memories. You can hear me. You okay? I want to go home. I wouldn't tell anybody about this. If they find out about Hank, they're going to find out about the others. We'd have the others. <laughs> I want to come home. I am so sorry. Come with us now, if you dare, down a rickety staircase into a dank, dark basement. What awaits the Saturday Night Freak Show? <laughs> Welcome back, ladies and germs, to the Saturday Night Freak Show podcast. Every Saturday, or mostly, it happens. We gather in a dank, dark basement, watch a movie, and talk about it for your enjoyment and listening pleasure. I'm your host, Colin, and I'm surrounded by the internet radio superstars, including... Travis. Gary. Brent. And this is Tom. Uh, Tom. Holy, holy shit, Tom. Where'd you come from? I'm back. <laughs> Homecoming. <laughs> Yay. Welcome back, Tom. Yay. <clears throat> it's good to be back. So this is uh, for like a one night only? No, you'll be back in a couple weeks. Yeah, I'll be back in a couple weeks, but uh, yeah, it's good to be back, back in town. Who let you through the security? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> well, welcome back to the Saturday Night Freak Show. No, it's, it's, like, glad, it's good to be back. It's like old home week. It is. Yep. It is. So we watched, uh, this is Gary's first pick on the Saturday Night Freak Show as officially now a Freak Show member. What did we watch tonight, Gary? We watched uh, Brad Anderson's Session 9 from the year 2001, uh, starring David Caruso, Josh Lucas, Peter Moulin, uh, Steven, I can never pronounce this guy's name. Like Gavendon? Maybe. Yeah, it's close enough. He's <laughs> he not also listening. co-wrote it. I and saw. Brendan Sexton. Yeah, so the guy who played, was it Mark, Matt? What was that guy's name? Mike? Mike. Mike. He, he was co-wrote. co-writer. Yes, yeah. with, with uh, Brad Anderson. Mike was the guy who was the lawyer? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He seemed pretty, like, upfront, like he was going to be a main character. You know, it well, seemed like his role was going to be, like, right. really big. And it's like, oh, I thought he was going to have more to do. It seemed yeah. like he was, like... He was slightly more important than Jeff. I think they're right. trying to throw you off because, of, like, Gordon's the main character guy that like owns his like own like asbestos. Uh, uh, yeah, crew. so it seemed like you know they're trying to throw the uh, attention away from him and onto this Mike guy that's like getting into the like whatever. Yeah, because well, I mean, the movie's about a, 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 a asbestos removal crew that's called in to remove. Or clean up the Danvers Mental Institution. This is a real place that existed in Massachusetts. Danvers, Massachusetts, yep. And it has, since the movie hits, it's been torn down. 
So it's like it. a, there's still a few. The brick, the main brick structure is still standing. The crazy stuff. They've they've started to build things. They were burned down on the property. So you know they're, they're they don't know if it was the people that owned the company or some of the old patients burned it down. Oh, but they started to tear parts of it down. Well, they said in this, and I assume that this is based on you know real stuff that it was on the National Historic Reg- Register and all that. Yep. So I mean, you know, you wouldn't think that they'd go just burning it if it was. Yeah, it looks like a bat. <laughs> the Kirkbride plan. I remember I was looking into. Is, yeah, that's what they call it in the. Yeah, no, that's registry. a real thing. Yeah, because I looked into like uh, at one point I was trying to come up with a movie idea that took place in a in a insane asylum, and looking at it, it's like there were so many of them across the United States. Uh, United States built according to this Kirkbride, the guy who designed them. And it does look like, from the air, it looks like a big fucking bag. It should be Arkham Asylum, basically. It's it's well, an Arkham Asylum. Well, the funny thing is, you mentioned that, and Arkham Sanatorium in Lovecraft's uh, Something at the Door mm-hmm. is actually fashioned after it, which, after led to, yeah. which led to Arkham Asylum in the Batman universe. It was all related. But I was building. saving it for here instead of saying it during the movie. So. <laughs> right. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right Before we dive too in, okay, this movie confused the fuck out of me. What? Someone's got to fucking let brick by bank lay this thing out, because, well, like, I'm... Fucking lost. Okay, and we, we should off, say, yeah, spoiler warning. Spoiler. Yeah, spoiler if you haven't warning. seen it, this is about to get spoiler, spoiler heavy. Because like, <laughs> I think we've always been, you know, I'm, I'm, we've always been a spoiler show. I, yeah, I got yeah. lost. Yeah. I, I well, don't know what this movie was about. Someone's got to lay this out. For so, what, what did you think the movie was about, Tom? Dude, dude, I. A laziest bestest crew. Uh, yeah, <laughs> kind of. I mean, I was like wondering, like, are they going to do their job and? I thought there were going to be, like... You had to find out about... Like, aside from the... the like, we're like, okay, you guys like, got the job. Then the whole rest of the time, they're just like, you know that guy with his girlfriend? I know. that's It's like they just exposition to know who like, the characters was, are the whole time. This movie was, like, the slowest fucking movie ever, for one. Because, like, it was like, hey, they're getting this job to fucking do asbestos crew, and then they're working on the asbestos crew. It's like day one, working. Well, like how desperate they are. You already know, like, from the get-go. He's like, I can do it in three weeks. Two. Then the guy's like, one. I can do it in one week. Well, yeah. see, and I think that's what feeds into the whole movie. Yeah. I think you hit it right there because it is the desperation. Yeah. So the, sure. the lead guy. Oh, it's his Gordon. Gordon. Gordon has, uh, apparently, we find out that he's got a new baby. Uh, there's that's, some trouble at home. He may be losing his job. He, you know, or like you know, his company. He needs yeah. the, his company, right? He needs this job to stay afloat. So he underbids. He's got like two other guys. I guess are out there trying to to take. Yeah, the there's job. two other companies. Yep. And so to to get the security of doing this, he tells the guy he'll do it in one week. When even his crew is like, this is a three week minimum job, right. which they're probably padding it maybe. But right. like, no, less two weeks two. could have done it. Right. And he's like, we can do it in one. So this adds a psychological stress to this character. So I mean, that's what the movie becomes is it's a character study disguised as a haunted house movie because I yeah. think that's what you think. It's an insane asylum, and you're like, is there ghosts or whatever? But it's actually like a character piece looking at these different characters folding under, or one of them specifically but, folding uh, I mean, under uh, I guess and mental illness. So, <laughs> Were you scared at all? It's a horror movie. <laughs> First of all, the contract the horror movie has with its audience... We'll Wait, is is it a horror? I don't think it's a horror movie. It could creep uh, you like, out. Because no, I'd actually say this is one of those like uh, this movie. Uh, like it had I, more I like how... the atmosphere of the the scene asylum was kind of scary. 
And that's my thing is that's the actor that doesn't get any credit in the movie is the asylum itself. It is a character unto it's itself. It's like the lighting. It's like this is just like this weird Auburn movie and like there's lights everywhere. I mean, but it's like creepy enough. It's like desolate enough where they allow enough shadow. I do like this movie when it comes to lighting a lot just because they're not afraid to have dark areas. It's not all about perfect lighting. But and it was shot on video. I noticed. Yeah, all you the can tell. Would bloom. Yeah. Yeah. Like you early, definitely... early digital. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but uh, I think uh, like later in the movie when you start to like lose lights, I think it gives like the movie power. You know, once again, where you're you're imagining some ghostly shit happening mm-hmm. when really it's just like no, the generator. Well, it. even you know? when, when one <laughs> right. of the just everybody's minds. When one of the characters appears, like he disappears at some point, and you're like, so well, something must have happened to him. And then he appears later. A character sees this guy in the stairwell. That was cool. And at that point, I mean, I remember when I first watched, it, I'm like. Uh, is this a ghost? Are we seeing this guy's ghost? ghost is using the image of, right. that they know of Hank, this guy that yeah. you know the yeah, well, the, the smart Alec rude guy of the group, you know the <laughs> yeah yeah. Well, Josh yeah. Lucas, like me, the- I've seen it like thirty times, so I know how it runs. But I mean, the first time I saw it, I just happened to trip into it on on demand, and I, mm-hmm. I thought, well, I'll check it out, you know. And and as I'm going along, I'm like. I wasn't quite sure. Usually I'm pretty good at figuring out what's going on in the movie. But there's just too much that made it look like it was one character. I don't want to give any spoilers yet because we'll get further into it. But uh, I, I do like how they drug you along. And the whole way, it still left me guessing right up to the end, mm-hmm. you know, on how yeah, it was going to go. Yeah, I see it coming. Yeah. But, or, see, I, I, it, it, was, it was a ways into it before I was, you know, it was either at the reveal or right before it. I mean, it kept me, you know, in the dark for a while. See, I kind of saw, like, I saw a lot of it coming in and I saw... Like, I knew it wasn't a ghost movie because there's no ghost. Like, if it was a ghost movie, ghosts would have revealed themselves earlier. They would have done certain cues mm-hmm. to yeah, that's uh, interesting. Well, they like show them. I mean, I've seen enough horror movies and studied the genre enough through Colin to know what a ghost movie would do, and they didn't so show it any tipped of the itself cues. that it wasn't an actual ghost yeah. movie. Yeah. Well, but I think yeah. they're going for a shining ghost movie. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. That's what I think they're going for. It's not like the long-haired, white-dressed Jay goes. You know, they're going for that shining where where a, a man's going to somehow get obsessed with this building then go crazy for his family. I mean, it's kind of what they did, even, do. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. it is kind of what it is. Yeah. Even in it the just shining, doesn't tell they, you there's they, ghosts. they do stuff that, that trips it that the, the place itself is haunted. In, yeah, this, yeah. in this one, it it shows it trips no way in. There's nothing you have that tips the, its hat that the place is haunted. There's, you have like that character Mike, who is going to be a lawyer, who like somehow. I mean, this is the weirdest character of the group to me, just because. He yeah, they just have exposition fixation. about like you know the dude, uh, the the like the landowner or whatever he is, the security, the groundskeeper, whatever the hell, shows the guys around when they're bidding the job, and he's just explaining like, oh, this is the scary room that happens here. Here's the hydro, whatever. Here's the you know he's explaining to everybody why you should be freaked out of this place. Uh, then when they're just talking about yeah, it came down for uh, whatever budgetary reasons, the one guy's like, and eh, Mary Hobbs. You know, like that's like what the fuck? I was like, I thought that guy was gonna be the son of Mary Hobbs or some shit like that. Right? <laughs> they right. just they fashion it that way, where the, this one guy's like obsessed, obviously, with prior knowledge. Well, he said his dad was a his dad was a lawyer on the Hobbs case. Yeah. So, but then they he got keeps it shut down in '84. Going to the basement, or going to some records uh, uh, room to like track down the Mary Hobbs case and like listen to the set. And that's why the movie's called Session Nine, is because it's all the session, the recording sessions that the doctor had 
had with this Mary Hobbs lady that has split personality for something that happened on Christmas in 19, whatever, what yeah, was it, 50, yeah. ooh-ha, I don't know if it's that, that year. Movie. Yeah. And Lowell. And, Lowell. and yeah. I think that's why, that's the only ghostly thing to this, yeah. is well, it just has think, the creepy, like, yeah. you know, what well, is it, Mary? Because you hear these tapes, like, played over a lot of other stuff. I think, you know, like, after you've seen the movie, when you watch that, or, you know, when you're seeing it again, the it's all about these like repress you know she's repressed the memory of what she's done by splitting her personality and becoming other people and like that's actually what's happened in the movie that we're watching right yeah <laughs> so they they are related you know because yeah, right. I actually when I this is the second time I watched it but even the first time I watched it right from the get go I knew oh Garden killed his wife and kid and he's repressing his memory that's why he's like looking at the phone and it says home and he's just staring at it because he can't remember that he killed them so that, yeah, right. that he just the knows there's something going on yeah to me yeah just even the first time I watched it just because you never see his I mean you see his wife and kid across the street yeah. and then when he like shuts the door always you hear scream. her like what are the flowers for and it's very echoey I'm like oh she's dead well, yeah plus, <laughs> well, plus you, saw, you saw you saw the white roses later they were covered with like like red stuff and blood and stuff. that was definitely. but then if, but then if you look at the well I don't want to give away the end no, but when we he's as well we might as well now yeah <laughs> well at the that. end when he's doing the pictures the tanks on the ground with the red paint yeah. spilled out and it's yeah. the same thing you saw in the yeah. van yeah. that's what threw me and that's okay when we were talking about the ghost element when they first found the tapes Gordon cuts his finger he gets the dust in his eyes so I'm thinking it's because the blood's been spilled now he finds this that kind of and right. it was yeah. a red herring well, yeah. but yeah. it kind of made me think along that line the tape is like some how releasing like, it lets it out because yeah. like all these guys are experiencing some kind of thing. But Gordon point. heard it the first time through once he was alone. Well, now here's the thing: I watched the uh, special features and Peter Mullen, Mullen, however you say that, the guy that played Gordon, he's talking about the actor. He's on the roof where they do the roof scene. He said for a brief second, he goes, "I don't know where it came from." He goes, "I thought about what if I jumped off of this roof." He goes, "No, I'm not suicidal." He goes, and I don't know if it was the creepiness of the place. He goes, but it kind of got to me. And he does talk about in one other scene where he knew he had to do some of these heavy scenes with the, the thing about the kid and all that. He went to be by himself to think to get himself in character. And he heard somebody call his name. And he's thinking, I'm expecting somebody to come around and go, oh, sorry to interrupt, but we need you on set. He goes, and no one came. Yeah. He goes, so the place did get inside our heads. Because he goes, it is creepy as hell in there. Yeah. The only so. time in the movie that they did do something ghostly, actually, uh, and I thought this was really cool. I didn't notice it the first time I saw this movie. But uh, Mike, the lawyer character that's listening to these tapes, uh, the doctor on the tapes is talking to Mary Hobbs, who has the split personalities of Princess, Billy, and Simon. And Simon's, mm-hmm. of course, the evil one that no one talks about or whatever. But when uh, when uh, Gordon's got a young uh, nephew working on this, which is played by the kid from Empire Records. Yes, he played Warren yeah, on Warren. Empire Records. Was he in anything else I remember from this? Empire Records. Yeah, 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 he was in Black Hawk Down. Right, yeah, he was, was in the, he's, uh, really? Belko yeah. Royce on The Killing. Huh. So he's been in a few things. Well, remember but. when he's walking and, and Mike goes, you want me to put your mask on, princess? And the guy goes, what'd you say? He goes, well, I didn't say anything. Yeah, like he was yeah, possessed. That's what I was like. That's, that's, that's kind of ghostly, yeah. you yeah. know? Yeah. 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 Especially if he doesn't know what he said. I mean, it's like. But he's yeah, reading the tapes. They can play or he's listening to the tapes downstairs. That's in his head, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. Yeah. Does he not know he said princess? I don't think Does he, he not know he said put the mask on? I mean, the whole thing. Does he not know he said it? Or just the that he referred to him as princess? Yeah. Did he really say it? But it was weird because. As he called him princess. And yeah. well, he's facing away from the camera. Yeah. He says, like, put your mask on, princess. And the kid's like, I'm not your princess, dude. And he turns around. He's like, 
What? what? Yeah, what? <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, he, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, and that's what I'm saying. There was enough of that scattered throughout the movie with the different characters. Uh, David Crusoe on the roof when he's up there buying something goes, this is going to get ugly. Yeah. You know, they threw enough of that in there to make to where it would mislead the first time you saw it. Yeah. To where, you know, to where you didn't figure it out yeah. right away. That's well, why I said it did keep know, me guessing. Gordon yeah. is continually calling home and pleading with his wife. But all those conversations are really one sided. Yeah. Well, yeah, we only hear it. And they call that out in the movie later on like that yeah. the device of having you well, you hear a character talking to somebody on the phone like we all heard it didn't we like no we just heard you talk right. and kudos to tom because <laughs> tom called it out before gordy could deliver the line in the movie tom's like we didn't hear amy and so, <laughs> yeah i thought that was good <laughs> we didn't hear that shit uh you guys got to help me out with the timeline real quick because so when the movie starts, he hasn't yet murdered his wife. I think no, he has right from the get go. No, no sure. he, it's, it's when the he goes night home. he went home. It's, the, the it's when yeah. he makes the bid. Oh, that's yeah, right. For one he... week, and he goes home with the flowers. So that first time we see him go home with the flowers, she's still alive until he gets yep. inside the yeah, house. Yeah, because the right. thing that might, that could probably cause him the the moment that that character snaps is because he he hasn't killed his wife yet. Right. He's downstairs. He's looking down the hallway. And then the voice goes, uh, "Do it, Gordon," or something like that, right? There's, so he, right. There's like so he hears the voice in the asylum. You he hear Simon's there. voice, which yeah. Simon's probably just uh, uh, which leads uh, me to the end. But I won't bring that up yet. Everybody's that's demon, the big basically. The but is right. it, like the question that probably got answered. Then the only question is: Is Simon a ghost that possesses people, uh, or we'll is Simon right just basically <laughs> your your Inner demons. Yeah, it's just everyone's inner demons. We're wrapping or when you're just so stressed it. out. <laughs> See, it's it's one. I guess I always read it as. I mean, I think they were. It's a red herring where they're trying to make it seem like a ghost. Because I've talked to people who've seen this movie who do believe that it's a ghost because you have uh, or some kind of you know whatever spirit. Because yeah. it talks to Gordon. Hears it apparently, or we don't know. We it, you know when he walks in the asylum, a voice says "Hello, Gordon." Yeah, and. It's Simon's voice. We find out later on the on the, the on Mary the Hobbs tape, yep. and then at the very end of the movie, that you know, you hear the doctor talking to quote unquote where Simon, you, oh. and says, "Where do you live, Simon?" And, and he says, "In the weak and the wounded." Which is my favorite line of the movie because yes. to me, every one of those characters is somehow wounded. They're they're broke down. It's like the asylum. They all and that was the thing that I loved about this movie. They're as deteriorated and broke down on the inside yeah. as that asylum is. Because if you look at the asylum from the outside, the building looks nice. Yeah. Until yeah, you get inside yeah, and it's yeah. all broke down. Yeah. So are they. Yeah. And they're all susceptible in their own ways. So that's why I wasn't quite sure who it all took a hold of. Did it just get Gordon or did it get into other people? Well, the, Mike was definitely a prime suspect for that. Well, they all yeah. seem to have the like... person was the kid. No, no, because it's all of them because the the Hank, uh, he gets he gets this the, the the place basically makes him rich or whatever. He yeah. finds these coins to, in the yep. basement and he goes to. He's I thought that was to that with the degree. scratch and wins and you know yeah. he's like, hey, I got you some scratch offs. Here you go. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, he's portrayed as just a very uh, untrustworthy or a very uh, whatever. A, I like the fact that you know when he finds the unreliable this, ones, this money in the wall, you know whatever he's, he removes a uh, brick and all this like money. It's like he hit the jackpot. All this, you know these coins start spilling out. And then we see the reverse shot of that on the other side of the wall. It's, it's like the crematorium. Yeah. So like all that stuff is just stuff that's collected over the years and they're burning these people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see that. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was says like, hot oh. and it shows the morgue and the screens oh, pulled open. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that up. was cool. Then yeah. Mike becomes uh, obsessed. 
bust with this case of Mary Hobbs. So that's his thing. That's like right from the get go. Yeah, like right from the like I said, that guy had like some prior. Well, he things. knew about. Well, his dad was a yeah. attorney general. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But that's almost like a shining. So it is like trying to. It's echoing the shining, where mm. the building itself is working but on. Did his dad win that the case? psychology of the? Because uh, they, they, no, they didn't talk right? about. No, because they that's did. the whole. Yeah, yeah. The, the, well, did the he say he was fighting for the state for the? They were no, for the, the parents. Oh, right. Yeah. So he lost the case. No. No, they won. The they won. they won countersued the and won. They, they yeah. won. Okay. Okay. That's Do we need to say place. that for the viewers? <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, <laughs> yeah well, kinda... that was very confusing. Okay, so uh, in the 80s, the case that got the hospital shut down, um, my, this character Mike, his dad was the attorney general, worked on the case because they were using uh, regression therapy. Repressed recovered, me- recovered memory, memory therapy. Repressed memory therapy. And Mary Hobbs was apparently part of this satanic uh, ritual abuse uh, syndrome, which we talked about, I think, before on the podcast. I can't remember which Trick or point. treat. Trick or treat, or, right? Yep. But the, I mean, this is like the thing that they were talking about, where they would find these memories in these kids of, you know, uh, parents coming into their rooms wearing robes. They'd take them out in the woods and, you know, grandma and grandpa and everybody would be there and they'd all have sex and kill a newborn. None of this actually happened. It was all, you know, recovered, quote unquote, recovered memories through these uh, therapy sessions. Well, and a lot of it was the psychologist prompting the victims right. in these yeah. directions, yeah. you know, yeah. right. that they had no so they idea. They could sell a book. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I, I remember reading a book about a deputy out in Washington who actually, same thing, you know, daughter come in with these big stories. Then he starts saying the other deputies, and they're all like, no, mm-hmm. we didn't do any of that. And they go through it all. Well, of course, in the end, come to find out. He had talked to his pastor, and his pastor goes, look, you did this. You need to come right with God. You need to confess. So he confesses, signs his confession, goes to prison. It comes out. It's all false. He can't get out of prison because he confessed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, He's stuck in prison to this day because he wrote a confession and can't get out because it's past the time of introducing new material. It did destroy a lot of families, that whole thing in those days, because it it was just that whole thing between the daycares and everything else and all that. Yeah, we talked about it. You know, daycare workers riding around on brooms right. and all yeah, that. Yeah, 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 it was just insane. Yeah, there was another thing actually that occurred to me where they were trying to maybe overtly direct you towards a ghost was the reappearance of uh, you know patient number four four four. Right? I mean, it's significant. That was Mary Hobbs, right? It's yeah. Mary Hobbs, but when uh, when Gordon's making one of the phone calls to his wife. Which, again, that phone call was interesting because, you know, we know after the fact that his wife is dead. He's talking to no one. He's having a conversation in his mind. There's no one on the other end of the phone. And when his nephew walks up, that's when he's like, you know, Wendy, you've got to talk to me. Then all of a sudden it's like, Wendy, hello, hello. Like she hung up. Yeah, like she hung up when he heard the nephew. But he's sitting over the broken headstone of 444. Right. Uh, the, The pictures we find out like he eventually makes it to the cell of 444 yeah. and that's, and that's where, where he's supposed to kill because well all dude, of the, his pictures the pictures of his family are up on the wall yeah well like well I, here's another one actually though because red oh, damn it who's the guy from first blood cop show david caruso david caruso so you find out late i mean he kind of continues he's the first guy that's like noticing something's wrong with gordon he hit his wife you know, he's going to ruin oh, everything. Oh, well, we should talk about but, that, too. Yeah. But then you find out that later, I mean, he is in a hallucination. He is part of Gordon's, like, fucked up thing because you find out Gordon killed him earlier the day. As soon as Gordon found out that, okay, you actually find out that Gordon, 
uh, like like uh, Mike came back or Mike uh, Hank came back at night to come get all these uh, coins and all this whatever, but he gets moitered. And uh, <laughs> oh my god, or lobotomized, lobotomized, and you find it, and he sees a empty jar of Jiffy. And at first we were joking around, like, ah, oh, fucking ghost, what a bastard, left your favorite jar of peanut butter, <laughs> and it's empty. empty. But then we remembered, oh shit, you know, Gordon had Jiffy peanut butter. We're like, Gordon killed. See, his. that was pretty fucking sharp. I think you guys picked up on that. I was like, like Jiffy, oh yeah. shit. <laughs> Well, and it was the second time around when yeah. you see him get out of the truck. You're like Jiffy, yeah, and Jiffy. the fact that you guys made such a big point about it the first time around is like holy well, shit. Because it could have yeah, just been product that. placement, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> like God damn it, they figured it out. So, like, so, yeah. so yeah, you figure out that he's a when a dude finds Hank uh, with the lobotomy pin still in his eye or the lobotomy uh, uh, stake or whatever you want to call it needle. Yeah, still in his eye, and he's like, Gordy you said you did it." And he attacks him. So you find out he's talking to a uh, hallucination for the rest of the time of that character. And he keeps telling him to wake up, Gordy. Yeah, which but I think he has repressed. I think that's kind of interesting that, like, you know, uh, maybe this is just for the sake of, uh, you know, movie storytelling or whatever. But here's a man with mental illness where his mental illness is trying to cure itself. Yeah. Right. It's trying to, you know, pull him out of hallucinations. Like you need to wake up. You need to take a good look at him, you know, cause it's yeah. like you are deceiving yourself. I like the way that Gordy's psychosis, like, uh, you know, kind of, there's all these like hints about it. Like, first of all, it's like, what's wrong with your leg? Oh, I think I pu- pulled the muscle later on. Uh, you find, and then he, when he admits that, like I hit my wife, but he didn't hit his wife. He killed her. But all he remembers... Well, he did hit her first, in fairness. Me. Yeah. So then it becomes she splashed, you know, something on me. She so it's like boiling. he's becoming more aware of what he's done, I guess, as the movie goes on. And we are, too, along with him. Well, and the other thing, too, is that we didn't touch on yet is they do uh, play off this whole tension between Gordon and Phil, which is David Crusoe, about... Phil undermining him, try, almost like he's trying to take his company away. You know, yeah. he wants to take over. He wants to be in charge. Yeah. And they do play that off. And, and I love how they start out that they're talking to Jeff, the kid, you know, Gordy's nephew. And they're like, oh, you better hope you get some of Gordy's genes because he's like the Zen master. Yeah. Uh, I've never seen Gordy lose his cool. But we start to see Gordy yeah. losing his yeah. cool, yeah. Yeah. you know, in a very severe. <laughs> right. Thank Especially you, that first Jeff. scene on the roof. With, he may be messy in the front, but I'll make sure he's. That's oh what's yeah! So great about it is the party in the back. <laughs> yeah, business he in the may front. be a party in the back. Like, but I'll make sure he's business in the front. Well, I like when they had to get that in. Yeah, yeah, and I liked when they came in and uh, Hank and and uh, Mike. And Hank goes, is, is this the new guy? And he goes, yeah, they call it Jeff. You know, they, they have Jeff. no... The, the way the guys, like, the way they're they hazing interact... Him. Yeah, I know, but it's it seems genuine, you know? Yeah, it does, that's, that's what I'm saying, I like yeah. the writing of this movie. It's like, it's very clever, I think, in its writing, because it's building these characters and telling you a story at the same time through them. Like, you get to know a little bit, like, about each one of these guys. And... Uh, uh, I lost my fucking train of thought. <laughs> you get to know each one of these genuine the, guys yeah. through their dialogue and their characters. I just think the only totally thing lost it. that gone. was insincere <laughs> was the don't fight was turn the right. Phil and Hank thing because I don't think like if someone steals your girlfriend, I don't think you keep them in your business. I just don't, especially when you're well, a small he, contracting. It wasn't business. his business. It he is gorgeous. trying to get rid of Hank. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah if, if Caruso had his way, he would have kicked the guy to the curb yeah. like six months ago or right. And, so, and Gordy tells him, I don't think he's a liability. Yeah. yeah. And he oh, goes, I well, it. I think you're wrong. And he goes, I don't care. <laughs> you got it? Yeah. Well, okay. it was just the interplay between the, the guys seems very genuine. It seems like 
conversations that you can imagine these men having with each other. Well, at a workplace, like, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Mike just said creepy things to people to throw you off. <laughs> right. Right? Well, Mike he was really creepy. really was that well, character went, went, to just be like, yeah. no, there's something deeper in this. Did that strike you as like maybe he was the least experienced actor? No, that struck me or as he was just, the most devious. He was the one that was probably... He was supposed to be yeah. like a... Cl- he was supposed to be your fucking... Here's Johnny. But they you do know. that with Caruso as well. Like, they make him seem like he's, you know... You know, Caruso may be the one who's killing everybody. I think they have to do that with everyone, though. Right? Yeah, they, yeah. They well, you that. never get the impression yeah. that the kid's doing it. Right? Well, the kid is Not too stupid really, to do yeah. anything, in all seriousness. He's just... He's the victim in it all. Yeah. You know, he's just struggling along. He's, he's not really part of the crew... So he hasn't developed the relationship. He's the new kid. So he's there to get the laughs, like you said, partying back, but business in the front. Yeah. The what are you, lobotomy case, and he's drooling the stuff out of his mouth. He's the dumb kid. He's he's basically Warren from Empire Records now that he right, got a job right. outside of Empire Records. Yeah. He works somewhere else now. Yeah. He's still Warren. <laughs> a little bit older and longer hair. And that's what's so great about this film. Like Each character has a perfectly logical, uh, reality-based reason for what they're going through. And even the fact that they are actually, uh, um, they're, they're like every situation that they're going through, like having or going back and watching it a second time, you're like, well, that makes sense because the generator was out or, you know, because the, somebody pulled the cord on the power or because, you know, this or that, like everything does check out. There's nothing in this film that doesn't check out without the supernatural. You know, I mean, it's not a stretch. Like that's just, again, good writing. I think. Yeah, I think so. It's uh, telling a story and in a way that, Really, I haven't seen before, I don't think. Because I mean, what if Simon wasn't in there until he went to the room, you know? Because they showed him the room. They showed him the rooms before when he first said, hello, Gordon, or whatever. Yeah, because it's like, what if he wouldn't room. have heard Simon? I mean, even though Simon's in all of us, you know, maybe. Well, that's the power my question. Of Mary too. Hobbs just unlocked it. Is Simon in all of us? I mean, that's a concept. It's an idea. Well, in the week in the wound. Or is it like the physical ghost? And I know physical ghost is a. It's an oxymoron. I but it's, I think it's just. I think it's, it, it, it's metaphorically the demon. In all it, of us. It's metaphorically the demon in all of us. Or is it an actual ghost going into everybody? That, you know, like picking somebody right, that. Yeah. Enters I think it could be both, asylum. really, yeah. in a weird way. Just because I mean, anybody could be under the influence and in. If you think of like shit like shared collective conscious or anything like that, you know, even though Simon can just be this person, whoop, he can come into this person yeah. as That's long a, as you're whatever open to it. I was wondering if yeah. Simon, like, where do you live, Simon? There's a big pause. I thought it was pretty like everywhere you know, or something but well, the weak and, in the wound yeah, that's which a, is true because yeah. anybody can be the weak in the wound you can yeah. be fine and then whoop, be crazy the and that's day. a big part I mean had he killed his wife before he entered that asylum it would be different but the fact that he had gone through for the tour and yeah. then, then went home to do it yeah yeah, and then went yeah I, I had a feeling when they did the tour of the building I had a feeling that someone would get corrupted corrupted you know be, well, and, and and they they, they did a they threw a couple red herrings. I mean, A, the hello, Gordon, when they're looking down the hallway. And then uh, B, when Caruso has to go back for his bag. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. you're like, something's going to happen when he goes back for his bag. Um, one thing I didn't like about this movie, which kind of, it's a minor thing that bothered me. But the the three piano notes. 
Mm-hmm. Kind of bothered me. I, oh, I, didn't, I didn't like one that. of them was on like uh, they're in this patient room. I thought this was fucking awesome actually, but it, it was very blatant what they were doing. But uh, they're in a patient room on the tour, and the guy showing you know there's pictures and clippings and stuff all over the wall. Apparently, and this was some kind of therapy. It was their seclusion the therapy. They could paste the things up of what was in their thought process. Yeah, and the, just the exposure to this having this in your living space, you know, like would somehow do something to you. And uh, the camera pans over, and one of the clippings says, "Suddenly, it's going to dawn on you." And at that moment, there's the three note, like right. ding, ding, ding. Like, I'm like, uh, oh, "Look at that!" <laughs> yeah. You know. And then I think there was another clipping. There's a few messages. One of them said something about uh, like a man with no history of violence. Suddenly, something you know, like was on the wall. Yeah, there's, 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 there's all a, these. There's a picture clips. of like four yeah. guys in a coffin. Yeah, it looks like old west, like when they prop up the outlaws in the old west yeah, in the, the coffin. Like, People. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nice. Well, and then then when Hank's down in the tunnel as he's meeting his semi demise, I guess it would be, you yeah. see the shadow man at the end of the hall. Yeah. And then and at first I thought, oh, it's just it's you know the killer, but it's Gordon. then the killer came from the other way. Oh, yeah, I don't know why I'm trying to run. save it. Uh, yeah, Gordon. I could have just said Gordon and saved myself a couple of words. Well, it's but, cool because but. in the scene, yeah, I mean, it's set up like a horror movie scene. He's there at night. He hears a noise. Did I hear a noise? Okay, I'm going to go back to collecting my loot. And then he hears a couple more noises. And when he looks, he sees this figure at the other end. And then it's like, oh, shit. Who is that guy? There is somebody else here. But I mean, he's he not like the- just imagining it. And then when he, he ran runs, the other like direction, he runs yeah. into he runs, the killer again. Then he runs into a room full of pigeons. Yeah. Pigeons out in the country. I can't remember. Hank doesn't do that because I mean, when Hank's roaming around because he was lobotomized, he keeps saying, "Hey, what are you doing here?" <laughs> which is the last. Yeah, which thing is the last thing. He he, the, but did they actually show that in the movie? Because uh, I remember they showed the no. nephew saying, "Hey, you know, it's, you know, recognize." I always like it when a killer recognizes the camera, like, "Hey, you," know, like in Friday Thirteenth, like, yeah. "Hey, what are you doing out here?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, yeah. in that scene where Hank gets killed or you know gets a, whatever attacked, you do not it's hear just him scary. But you hear it later the, on during the right, reveal, in the, right? Yeah, in yeah. the recap. That was cool. saw yeah, like recap yeah. where they explain <laughs> what the hell's going on. Well, that's what him remembering it, right? That's yeah. him hey, breaking what are you doing through here? his. Uh, <laughs> what are you doing here? At the start of that, at the start of that recap, I have to say I thought it was going to be like a Fight Club type situation. <laughs> Caruso is looking at him. He's like, "You're me. I'm you." You know, like that. I was waiting oh, for that. Gordy's the only one at the asylum. The rest of them are yeah, in there. So yeah, bad. yeah. I hate when that happens. Yeah. Like an identity. Oh Jesus, they're all him. <laughs> yeah. See, I liked identity. Yeah, I, I like it too. I like yeah. it. That's why I'm careful which well, podcasts I listen to. There's certain ones I'm like, I love this movie. Yeah, let's see. I've been around these guys. Not, yeah, I don't want to listen yeah, to that. Yeah, don't listen yeah, to I what know. Was, what was that? Mirror. What was that one that uh, Travis brought that we spoiled the hell out of? It was a pre with uh, oh, wait, Christopher Reeves. Christopher Reeves. Death yeah, Trap. Oh, yeah. Don't listen to Death Trap. Well, I, I will you've tell you. seen the movie. I will tell you now because I've been around y'all enough. I was flipping every one of you off during Streets of Fire. I was like, all of you. Because I love that movie. But anyway, yeah. I digress. Dude, I thought that movie was awesome. Okay, maybe I didn't flip you off then. You're okay. See, I knew I liked Tom I for a reason. <laughs> I was the one that picked it. I still we've, like that. We've probably made more enemies than fans with this podcast. We're just holding on to holding on to nothing. It's <laughs> great. So, oh, this so, movie. so this movie. Anyway, <laughs> so the whole Gordy's thing is the killer. 
So let's right. that out. Shania. We have to explain that to Tom. All right, so really, that's, what, that's what happened. Yeah. So there's no. There, okay. I mean, the first time so I saw no this. there's no ghosts. That countdown to the session nine. It, it, I sold me the first time I watched this movie. I was like, oh, dude, he cannot play that night. Once he gets to right. that fucking <laughs> yeah. ninth one, you yeah. know. It's over. I was kind of thinking chains that. are going to be rattling. Yeah. And, bad, bad shit's going to happen when you get to session nine and Simon shows up. No. Yeah. It was a cool, well, like, I'm disappointed. Like I said, I think it's a cool effect, though. You got the little princess voice. You got the little Billy voice, which is right. like a little like Oliver. Like, but you can like still tell it's, it's, the same, it's the same actress. You can tell, yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. it's. But you then can you tell got Simon. Different. It was like that is not her. No. You know, hello, are you Simon? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was Mufasa, wasn't it? No, I'm just kidding. It's it's me, he Jones. sounded like I imagine his voice to be uh, the guy from Silent Night, Deadly Night Two, because he kept going dark. You know, yeah. like very, yeah. it seemed very well. Heavy. It was cool. And in the end, I don't. I, my own personal take on it, Simon isn't a ghost; he's insanity. Right. That's, well, that's yeah. What, yeah. Simon is mental. Illness. He's the, exactly. Because yeah. the princess lives in the, lives in the tongue. The Billy lives in the eyes. Because he sees everything. Simon, Simon spelled backwards as Nimos. 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 I took a shot. Uh, took a shot. Hey, all satanic is inverted. We all need to take a shot now. <laughs> so, session nine, guys. Session nine. Had a really well, cool, I mean, it's got to be the best, like, you see the cover of the movie <laughs> is a fucking... Uh, oh, do we have that? I didn't even see it. Yeah, 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 it's, the, it's the image you've seen five times in the movie. In, yeah. Oh, yeah, the, the uh, wheelchair. The wheelchair yeah. in the hallway. Like, totally that's the image. Like, they knew. Like, we've got a movie, guys. I'm we've got this image. The film starts out, it's an upside-down shot of a hallway, and at the end of it, there is a wheelchair... Yeah. And then it spins right side up I as the camera. I kept thinking there was going to be like a cool, like little. Well, I mean, I, okay, I guess. But that book ends it, right? I, I kept mm-hmm. thinking yeah. there was going to be like a, a ghost or something freaky popping out, and well, you know what? I'm kind of glad there wasn't. I'm kind of glad it wasn't a horror right? movie. I, I, I kind of feel like there was the ghosts popping out as I was watching it yeah, because I, I was, I was there with it, like. <laughs> That's but that was editing, that's right? That's the power point. of editing. I mean, really, you could look at that movie as a boring. Well, not boring, but you know, you could once yeah. you like clinically look at the story. Yeah. It's like, eh, this guy is stressed out, yeah. killed his wife, doesn't remember it. Well, yeah, but this yeah, guy's stressed out. Telling you could I mean, yeah, exactly. It's all time, how you like. I don't know. Was it a ghost? I mean, Gary, you've seen it how many times? 30, 30 times. Right around there, 20, <laughs> so, 20 to 30 times, somewhere in there. Is it still, is it still a fact? I still love the movie. Yeah. And, and like I said, I, I bag on Caruso. And I guess I really do it because of NYPD Blue and CSI Miami. But, you know, I've loved him oh, in other he movies. Oh, he had his Caruso moment. Yeah. Fuck yeah. you. I was just going to say, I just want to see, I wanted Tom to deliver that line because he's the only one that's going to get it's it right. Because it's done with like a, a super tight close-up zooming. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck well, because you. Yeah. Well, that's where we're seeing everything break down. Mike, Mike is the middle neutral guy, you know, and he's kind of caught, you know, he's loyal to Gordy, but he also believes in Phil too. Yeah. And, and you're watching this, it's breaking down. It's like, uh, and that's where you pointed out. He's like, well, how could Hank be here? You know, are you stupid he's in miami amy said he's in my well you heard we all heard her say that no you heard her say we heard you on the phone yeah we heard what you said we didn't hear what she said and then so now they go back and then caruso looks like he's going a little nuts because he's like so so what you're saying is amy wasn't on the phone and and then you can see the breakdown and it's like well give me the cell phone why 
Well, I want to call her. Well, you don't need to call her. I call her. And it's like this big argument. And they're telling him, and Mike's like, no, I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to go to lunch. And they're like, nope, you stay here. And he's stuck in this whole mess. And Jeff's just standing there with his mouth open. Because this when they hear the footsteps up above. And he goes, it's Hank. Yeah, which is the biggest laugh of the film. That's, right. Yeah. Who's that? It's Hank. Because he tried to be dramatic. Name. It's Warren. Warren, just go back to Robin Empire Records and stop. But he just spent 10 minutes trying to explain to people that he just saw Hank in the fucking stairwell because he did yeah but but again then but you go the back and it looks like now maybe jeff's slipping no. too yeah, yeah. except for gordy go. does see the coin on the floor yeah and those coins point. are scattered throughout the movie but i love that when when he sees that uh uh caruso's got the coin like he, he remembers phil having it yeah but see but that's a, that's another tell right know? it's like because at that point you're not supposed to know that but the fact that he reacts so you know like Holy shit, he's got this coin. He's yeah. like, you know, where have I seen this coin before? It's like, that must mean that you've seen, you know, Hank. You know, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, that's again. So if you think Gordy <laughs> killed Phil, well, even though Phil's like, I found Hank. He told me you did it. I think that's think when he Gordy killed me. would have thought that maybe he did it since he's going fucking nuts. So, anywho, do you think Phil did it? With the coin? Or, well, like, seeing that he had the coin, do you think, you he's think like, that Gordy, Gordy would have thought that? No, I think he found one dropped on the floor after after Phil or Gordy had killed, or well, lobotomized Hank. Yeah. Well, they, they and, do try to lead you that uh, Caru- Phil Caruso. Yeah, right? They're, trying, tries, they're trying, trying to, to kill Hank. Think Gordon thinks right. that Phil... Because, because he, he walks around with a knife. He, he had right. the knife. The last time you see him is... You know, you see him with 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 Hank. Because I mean, Gordon is doing the whole like, and, you know, you called her. We didn't talk to you. You know, so and they do a close up on, on 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 his eyes. Well, and let's not forget the motivation, which is Hank is is yeah. sleeping with Phil's girl ex girlfriend. Yeah. So Gordon there's that motivation remember. to kill him. That stuff is extraneous. This is no. all like carefully it's like, woven put together in there to put stressors on these guys yeah. and right. create this eventual. Breakdown of the unit where they just kind of go. Yeah, some of the most important. I don't scenes. trust you. I don't trust you. I don't trust you. <laughs> you know? And that's where we get. Yeah. How does he say it again, Tom? Fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> but you, you, you really have to watch the uh, lunchtime in this movie. Like any time that they break for lunch is when you're going to get most they of your clues. The main they, reaction. They, yeah. they don't do any work. And they, they, they had okay. a week All time. Right. Wait a second now. I have to defend. I got to defend the characters in this movie. They are working, but we the director says people don't want to see them working. No. So we're just going to get to the parts where the story is actually being told at dude, lunch. No, They're working no, Friday. No, no, yeah. dude. Well, no. They go to Friday... Random dude shows up to fill the work. Craig McManus. Ain't no work been done. The savior. Nothing. That's because Gordy's been been killing everybody. Yeah. He killed everybody for three days. They had to get it done in a week. They ain't done shit. The first day, Caruso, at the end of the day, says that was a good first day. Yeah. That'd be the worst. And then slaps Phil in the head as he walks by. Well, and, come today. and Craig McManus is the Flash Gordon of the asbestos abatement world because he is the savior of the universe because everything hinges on him showing up on Friday. Yeah. It'll all be better once Craig's here. Yeah, yeah. So. 
the yeah. well, well, he was fifth guy, but now he's our fourth guy. And let me see. Hank is just say when Craig walks in, he walks into a crime scene, and he right. doesn't notice it until he gets up to <laughs> with Gordon. Cordy having a major yeah, breakdown. Like, trust these guys face to face. Yeah, well, but there's a body on, on the floor. Like, huh? What's that? Hank's a wild man. Maybe he just likes to cover himself in plastic. Well, and Tom will tell you these are some lazy bastards. He might have been taking a nap. Yeah, so it's possible. When he walked in and saw that none of the work been done and it's Friday and they got to be done by Monday, I would have been like, fuck this shit. There were no tiles left on the ceiling. Dude, there were tiles left on the ceiling. There were no tiles left on the floor. I think Craig was all coked out anyways. Did you see him pull into that parking lot? (laughs) Then he looked at the building and he's like, fuck yeah. Well, that's (laughs) why you'd be an independent contractor. (laughs) Okay, so Craig McManus is played by the writer, director, actor Larry Fessenden. Well, I followed this guy's career for a while. Really? And he's like... You know, glass eye pictures? Glass eye pics? Uh, so, okay, well, this is a little sidebar. Larry Fessenden is like this guy who makes these horror movies and founded his own little studio in New York and writes, directs, produces, stars in like a fuckload. Like, Ty West came out of, like, he's like a modern day Roger Corman. Hmm. Ty West came out of his stuff. I mean, there's a bunch of other guys that are doing like these little Any movies. Any titles that are. Um, like- most famous might be Wendigo. Mm. He did one called Habit, which I really like. He did one called No Telling. And he did one called The Last Winter. I think those are the only movies Mm. he's directed. But he's produced like a bunch of other stuff, all these other, you know, filmmakers and star he shows up in little bit parts. So not anything good. Well, a lot of them are good. Yeah. Perspective. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Not bringing out the dead. What the hell was it called? It had Ron Perlman and uh, the kid from Lost, the guy who was in Drive Show. I saw the dead. I saw the dead. Yeah. That was one of his? I well, produced. He produced it. He's in it. He's he? one of the guys. In it. It's him. And, oh, it's him and, and Simon Pegg. Uh, Dominic Monaghan. Aren't they the two guys? Oh yeah, yeah. Simon yeah, Pegg was in yeah. another version of I'm it. I'm thinking yeah. of a yeah. Oh, huh? huh? what? Go sorry, Simon. sorry. I forgot to silence my phone. That was me. <laughs> Hello. Hello, Gary. We are here to talk about Simon. I just, just pissed about- my pants. <laughs> <laughs> I heard this like 1920s. It's my noir. It's my noir f- uh, ringtone. <laughs> this may be like way off the the course, but I, I go to my friend's house the other night, and they've got a radio hooked into a outlet. And I guess when you turn the bathroom light off, the outlet dies. So when you turn it on, the radio goes boop. It was like, oh! <laughs> well, now I don't what need to go. Yeah, I was just like, <laughs> so that was my kind of Simon moment. There. I thought that was coming from the last half. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, that? that's what I thought it was over there. Uh, sorry about so that. I don't know, I'd like to think it was Simon, right? Just like, just like I hate children in the corn too because I'm like, fucking corn? No way! It was he who walks behind the rows? I don't like to think that it's some normal thing. Yeah, I like to think contaminated it was corn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, do you? See, yeah. I'm on the other camp. I'm like, there are no ghosts in this movie. This is all mental. It's all ghosts. insanity. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Uh, I'm with the. Uh, I can't see any signs of ghosts. I just. But why would he kill? That my only problem is like. Okay, I get him killing his family, but why kill everybody else? Because I mean, okay, obviously he maybe has some problems with Phil. Yeah. 
Uh, but he doesn't have problems with Hank. He doesn't yeah. have problems with Mike. Yeah. He doesn't he has, have problems he has to start with his covering nephew. Up why, his, did he, why did he it? kill the McManus? But it's not to Wait. cover up anything because no. he's crazy. Well, that's he's that's his. Well, that's the same reason, like The Shining, why he has the to Shining. kill his family. Why right? did he kill? Well, but Jeff? That, like I said, that's his family, though. I, mean, I don't see why Jeff he has to kill these other four guys well, wandering around. The that's why I could buy it was a ghost. Well, yeah, but when what's his face the the you know the regular caretaker shows up, he. The Shining kills him too, but the axe, right? The black yeah, because dude. he's like yeah. a, he's well, in that, yeah, yeah. But in that, it's because he's uh, the house oh, says he's the outsider. <laughs> yeah. like come into this domestic dispute, you know, situation, and you know, and you have to take care of him too, or whatever. I think the ghost is. is out to do no good. You know, I mean, it is well, going to kill anything the, that comes into it. There's a there's a parallel. There's shining. In the shining. Parallel. And, oh, and oh, in this, okay. and in this, and in this. There's a parallel between. There's a parallel between the story of Mary Hobbs and and Simon because Simon uh, uh, her uh, you know the personality that would take over and put the others to sleep this is the one that was the psychotic homicidal psychotic who scared people well you know we find out that it's actually killing them even Simon's repression repressing that from yeah, himself yeah. No, I was, scared her no I thought well, no Peter scared, Peter scared Mary. her yeah. so Simon's like let's because Mary oh, like, oh, Peter, oh, Peter <laughs> to, to clarify Peter got a for Christmas got a brand new Mary's knife brother oh, Mary her Mary got a new porcelain doll and when Peter <laughs> snuck up behind her scared her she fell on the doll and, and cut her, her breast that's up. why they thought that the family was whatever because right. her that's when that that's when Simon entered her and told her, you need to cut Peter cut up. He's got off. a nice, sharp knife. Well, then once she did, well, you better kill your mom and dad, too, because they're going to find out. Right, but I yeah. think that's what's happening here. Yes. I think once once it creeps in. That's right. Well, he tells Phil, I hit her, and then Phil's going around telling people, yeah, like, we're right. in trouble. Uh, yep, you know what? Well, Phil's a snitch, and snitches get stitches. Out, that's a rule. I take out yes. Mike, then I gotta take out <laughs> Jeff. Yes. He also, yeah, but he, but does he take Hank out? Well, I think he takes Hank out first, just because you think Gordon, well, Gordon says he's staying in a hotel, but really, he's just sleeping outside of the fucking So he sees Hank go in, and he follows well, there's other scenes. He does have too. his eyes well, fucking well, but closed. He looks like he's oh, sleepwalking. Shit, yeah, oh, ghostly. There's other he scenes where he's his shadow walking through the. Well, you find out later it's him, but there's his shadow yeah, but walking. See, through. that's Ooh, what I've always had a problem with because the shadow one. was still at the other end. He ran this way. I don't care and how when crazy you are, gate, you got to have your eyes. He open was in front of. So unless he looped around, he looped around. I know, but I'm saying it gave the illusion that there's something else there. Yeah, and that's where the ghost thing came in with me. I'm it now. Now that his eyes were closed, now that thinking about his eyes being it's a possession like it could have been there's, like a, well there's that scene all right how about this there's that scene where gordon's out you know and uh caruso's about to smoke a fat J. yeah yeah and uh, we've heard that's what they're called uh, yeah he's <laughs> <laughs> one big joint i just i just want to call it grass he's smoking grass smoking some grass oh, i love i love yeah. calling it grass reaper uh but anyway gordon pulls up and he's like you know they, they talk for a minute yeah. but at that point he kind of starts to break down he's like i just want to go home it almost feels like he's stuck there. He's yeah. sad. Yeah. yeah. Like, he can't leave that asylum. Almost like the ghost has taken over. No. Has See, that's why I'm surprised hole. everybody didn't it, get it the could fact be. that he killed his wife from the get-go. Because it's like, this actor is such a good actor, but he's like in tears this whole movie. for like, <laughs> yeah. what's going on, Gordon? He's like, nothing. But you can tell he's <laughs> I didn't, I didn't right. like the actor. Oh, you're crazy. It's the, accent, like the, the accent threw you. The accent threw you. You just don't like foreigners. I want Americans in my movie. It's like the accent. 
accent threw me off. The fucking nationalists over here. <laughs> I know. Jesus Christ. Didn't like the accent. It's the just accent crazy. Bothered me. It's just like He's the good, good old actor. days where Tom finds one thing. That's <laughs> hey, like, let it what? Go. Well, hey, hey. That was not a 90s hairstyle. The question <laughs> is, is why the hell was like, hey, oh, he's, oh, I got this weird little accent, mate. And it was like Scottish or something. Scottish accent. But oh, his, Australia. Scottish, Australian. They're but all the same. But his nephew... Well, but his, Amer- well, his but nephew he was, was American born. They was said the, that that guy lived it, in the old it, country. It was, uh, what was his wife? They said name? he did, he did hauling. Wendy. Wendy. Okay. It was Wendy's nephew. Yeah, because they say, he like, says Aunt- Caruso has, like, a line where he said, he's talking to somebody else. I can't remember who it is. But he's like, he was into that there, and he's into yeah. that here. So he came. He's talking about him moving from Scotland, Scotland to, to America. I, I just, I, I didn't like the fact that he was a foreigner. From another country. He, that, the that's the fuck? definition. That's how racism. my family got that here. That's the definition <laughs> of racism. <laughs> just racism. No, it's xenophobia. It's xen- xenophobia. Not racism, it's xenophobia. Which is oh, yeah. not endorsed by the Saturday Night Freak Show. propaganda. Well, let's, okay, we can, we can bring this back around to the movie. What was the, what did he call the Afraid of the Dark? No. Nyctophobia. Nyctophobia. That's like the good one awesome shot scene in this movie. That is. When it they is. always go in dark. Yeah. It's like, that's yeah. gotta be CG, right? No, it has no. to be. I think you could do to that be so right close behind it. Yeah. I mean, it got so dark right behind. I'm like, there's gotta be some CG yeah, in there. Like, oh, yeah. In all I fairness, those lights I kind of am too. I got it all at once. It just dimmed down. It wouldn't have went one bulb to a next. It just all went down at once. That was kind of lame. If the generator died, it's just not going to go in a little bit. It was cool because it was cool because it was this is a guy, a character who's afraid of the dark, and the darkness is chasing him down. Yes, yeah. it yes. Awesome. it's enveloping him. <laughs> it's, it's, I yes. know it's a cool shot, but it does, it's not going to happen. And I well, believe that a chain link light system may do that. Well, you believe that all you want. Again, I'm going for ghost. <laughs> I believe someday Cindy Crawford's coming to my house, him. but I bet it ain't going to happen. Right. <laughs> what did you say? I said, I believe someday Cindy Crawford's going to come to my house, but I bet it's not going to happen. <laughs> but... but uh, no, and that's the thing. And when it shows where he gets that one spot where there's the light yeah. coming through, and he's out of breath, and he's like he's having a panic attack. He's that was really good. And I'll give just, I'll give him that. Yeah, he's dude. come a long way from war. That's what is that so, like? Yeah. That what, scene that's was all good. It would take it's like he's like a fucking swamp thing or something like that, where he just needs to touch the sunlight and be like, oh, why? Well, because <laughs> you notice he's not moving. He's terrified yeah. that this is his, well, even his when life raft. Out, he just yeah. wants to run as far away from that building as he can. Yeah. It yeah. is a very he's, intense And he's got scene. asbestos dust coming off of him. At yeah. that point, he doesn't care about yeah, lung cancer. Awesome. It's yeah. all coming off. It might as yeah. well have been a wall of fire. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. Tunnel. That was a really good scene. Yeah. This poor guy got killed for eating an Oreo. Yeah, that's what happened. We'll stay out of people's stuff. My dead wife's Oreos. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, well, before we do wrap-ups here, I suppose we should talk about... Uh, so, Brad Anderson is the guy who made this movie, who's gone on... Is this his first movie? I'm saying he did something before this. What was it? Hold on. I researched it. He did a lot of, like, Homicide Life on the Streets, The Shield. He's done some Boardwalk Empire. Like, oh, yeah. prior yeah. to this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So homicide TV. Life on the Streets was before this. Oh, okay. Absolutely. So, so he was doing TV. Your Boardwalk Empire, that's pretty well, recent, within the past well, three years. Well, and if years, you look at, at most three, of the characters years, so. in the movie, 
All of them, at one point or another, have been in either Homicide Life on oh, the Streets, wait. Law and Order Special Victims Unit, one of the Law and Orders, which he's been on, or NYPD Blue. Well, oh. Hector hasn't been in one. Well, that's what I'm saying. They're all tied together. No, I'm saying this group, they've all worked together before, before yeah. this movie. And this is before, like, I don't know if Josh Lucas is famous anymore, but it seemed like he had his moment in mainstream. Well, he was in The Hulk. Stealth killed it. Yeah, so stealth killed it. Stealth killed it. Okay, so yeah. but this was on his like way the up. Hulk? Oh, the, the Angleys. Yeah. yeah, that's why I don't remember. That's well, okay. All right, <laughs> I take that back. Oh, that hold on. Who that and Hulk? stealth killed his career. <laughs> Who's which one? Josh Hank? Lu- Josh Hank. Hank was in the Hulk. Hank, the guy with the mustache. Hank was also in American Psycho. He was Craig oh, McDermott. Shit. Yeah, that's. <laughs> he was. Yeah. He was one of the Man. cards. Well, like, good, this is know. my business card yep. scene, guys. I like that actor. He was a good actor. Yeah, actor. Uh, Brad Anderson did. I want to say he would like after this. It's like he did the Machinist, which was the one really? that uh, Christian Bale famously lost like a fuckload of weight to play the skeletal yeah. Machinist, uh, which is another psychological. Wait, drama. don't ruin it. All right, let's see. Okay, that. sorry. <laughs> That's all, that's all right. Uh, just don't say no more. It's like, it's we have to no be more. gentle with Brent. Yeah. <laughs> say no more. And, uh, have you seen it? I have not seen well, it. Well, then did. you need to see it. it it's decent. I didn't yeah. think that that one, or I remember maybe not reviewing The Machinist. I'm totally yeah. going to. I didn't think it Let's was get uh, past a movie where like it required an actor to make that great of a fucking sacrifice. Uh, it was like, true. wow, you... For this movie, really? Yeah, 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 yeah all right. It's, it's not like Stallone eating a few extra pies to put on the pounds for Copland. Or, yeah. or uh, sorry, De Niro doing it for The Untouchables. I mean, it's like The Machinist? But did all you right. ever hear, I mean, originally... But it's effective as hell. Dude, uh, for the... Uh, I, I don't know why we're talking about this, but the Batman Begins, uh, he Christian Bale gained a ton of weight originally. Because he was bouncing back from The Machinist. Well, no, because he thought that... He, that uh, what his face wanted Christopher Nolan wanted him to be a a bulky Batman, yeah, yeah, like and he was like, "No, that's too much." <laughs> Did, didn't Tom Harding put on it? Tom Harding put well, on yeah. a few pounds from he, he put on a yeah, but, he I put mean, on a few pounds. Yeah. He bulked up, but it's all it looks like muscle. What else did Brad like Anderson do? Well, he did the killing, the, the show, the killing. Really? Oh, he's been working on that, and and uh, our buddy uh, Warren Brendan Sexton, he's in the killing. So again, these guys have worked together and continue to work together well, on I different saw projects. Trans Siberian, yeah. that was another Brad. Uh, was it really? Film. Yeah, yeah, I like this guy. Wow. And uh, Peter Mulan too. He was in Train Spotting. Uh, yeah, he's yeah. a drug dealer in. Uh, but he also like Mother or something. That's his name in Train Spotting. It's like uh, it's been so long. Mother Superior. Yeah, but he uh, he's like a director or something. I want to say maybe he did Angela's Ashes or something like that. I don't know. Well, he does direct, but yeah. I looked through his Which directing character? credits and I'm like, I really couldn't speak um, knowledgeably Gordon. about any of them. Gordon, he is oh, a director. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah I can picture him in uh, Train Spotting. No. Yeah. Oh yeah, I can picture him in Train Spotting. I love the accent. Should we wrap this? Yes. Uh, well, first of all, before we oh, wrap, we got yeah. mailbag. Mailbag mailbags at the beginning. Do you think? <clears throat> Well, we yeah. can't because they're talking about the movie. We oh, have are to they? Get out of the way first, yeah. All right, so uh, do we have like a mailbag theme song? Maybe we should. We need one. Like, we should Tra- all Travis. just yell "mailbag" really loud on the count of three. I'll think of another one. Two, no, let's not one. do that. 
Mailbag. Okay, that was me by myself. All right, now uh, edit point. Yeah, let's. Jonathan, I'll think of something. Jonathan <laughs> Keo, Keo, Keo. I hope I'm saying your name right. Keo <laughs> says the part where the guy is walking through the dark along the chain link fence in the hallway. Yeah, nightmares. One of the most terrifying moments I have ever imagined myself in while watching a horror movie. Well, oh wait, the chain link fence. fence. He's talking so about Hank. Not. Hank. Yeah. Being chased. Well, you the- see the Shadow Man. Yeah. Yeah. I could poo myself a it little on that one. I'll be honest. Claustrophobic. Yeah. That was. You just get that one flashlight. That's the time where it's like you don't need fucking lights to make a movie. Look at that. That's what's effective. <laughs> one right. guy with a flashlight. At yeah. that at that Shit. point, though, I mean, that's is still a Stephen King story, right? Because he just found all this money. He went back to get it. He's getting it now. He's gonna try and get his way out. And then there's the Shadow Man. Because so, so at that point, he's guilty. And yeah. he's going to pay you're for taking, his... You're right. This is right. Plan. I'm coming to get... Yeah. Well, he's sifting through teeth with f- gold That's fillings, yeah. glasses, hair off, glass eyes. He wasn't like making his little piles and counting this shit like Daffy Duck. You know? So unlike <laughs> yeah. unlike the lipstick in Night of the Demons that can't cross the streams, he hasn't went across anything and he's touching all these things that belong to dead people. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. some of that taint's got to wear off on you. And that's why, again, I, I got the ghost thing. It's still a ghost. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Ghost. Uh, then uh, longtime commenter Nick Hammond says, oh. Nick, I remember seeing this movie but can't recall too much about it. But what I can remember is that it was an all right movie, even though I am not a fan of overactor Caruso. Ooh, that's harsh. Harsh. No, no, no. Harsh. His one-liners in CSI Miami. How does it go? Exactly. He brought CSI Miami to session nine. Damn him. But go ahead. He says, uh, what I do remember from the movie is how awesome that asylum looked. As a ghost hunter, I would love, I would have loved to investigate that place. I read it's mostly torn down now. Just imagine what kind of energy was held in those walls the years with the years of barbaric tests done on those people. I have yet to investigate a building of that caliber. Yeah, and hope to here in the future. Dun, dun, dun. Nick, there's a place outside of Chicago. I forget what it is. I don't know what it's like now, but like probably like 10 years ago I went in there and it was fucking scary. It's an insane asylum. Uh, I want to say it's south of Chicago, like maybe 45 minutes. There's one in Peoria, too. It's an insane asylum. I looked at it where I think they give like tours and stuff like yeah. that. I mean, this was we- like... Not repaired at all. Like, you, we shouldn't have been in there. It was fucking, it was terrifying. <laughs> well, there are places we talked about that. Willowbrook with Cropsey. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is in between seeing the movie and doing the podcast. We're out for smoke and we're talking about, you know, like some of the footage that we've seen over the years from, uh, like back in the 80s or the 70s from these institutions. I mean, like, they really were cesspools where, like, you yeah. know, you think of, like, Oh, it's hospitals treating patients, and everybody's in a room and strapped down to a bed. Or you know, I suppose that's not a good. Anything game. government funded is going to be like the lowest. Well, and that's line. where yeah, they started calling like them snake pits, <laughs> and they referred to the that in the movies. And yeah. people just like that's why they just spill, shut them all like down. There's, the past there's just 10 like years. a it's spilling out of humanity into hallways, uncleaned up by anybody, not looked after. It's like this is just where you dump your problems. Well, that's exactly what it, it is. It's a human landfill. Filth. I yeah. mean, it was like shocking, you know. 
Yeah. <clears throat> but, mm. uh, yeah, that's kind of where those, yeah, those things and the, and the saddest part is, is those are the people that need the most help and weren't right. getting yeah. any. And then yeah. when they shut these places down, they just turn them out and dump them on the street. I'm starting to think there was, like, I think, well, I guess this is going to go far beyond. <laughs> I think the reason none of this shit ever helped because uh, psychology has always been a jip. It's a bullshit science. And once they figured, oh, guys, people are on to us. We can't do anything for any of these people. Well, now let's find a chemistry thing to start lobotomizing. That You know, instead of the, the fucking pick in the eyeball. Well, that's why I like chemistry what you, lobotomizing. I like what you said during like, the movie. Was never trust scientists. This is why I never trust scientists. Lobotomy was a great (laughs) idea. Every newspaper across America talked about how lobotomy was so great, and all the scientists agreed on it. It's like, well, that's what you get with fucking crazy science. The upside is, is that we stand in a point in time where we can look back on that and say that it's you know it was not a wise decision. Oh yeah, but twenty years from now we'll stand back. We're just chemical. uh, Maybe lithium wasn't such a great idea. Yeah, it's like now we're just chemically lobotomized. We're still not doing it. We're still not fixing the problem. It's a, we're yeah. too ashamed. Well, we to, got we got everything's medicated. Is. Everything's masked with medication. All right, let's wrap it up. I let's spread up it first. Let's do always, it. always up first, man. Uh, okay, so session nine is a mind scramble. Fuck, mind so, fuck. It's an it's a breakfast fuck omelet scramble <laughs> for your brain. Or uh, that. <laughs> I'll have what it's, she's having. It's pretty great. Um, I have an I have a unique situation where a member of the freak show. I'm not going to name names here, but we talked early on because we worked together and we talked about this film, not knowing that Gary was going to pick it. And I learned a, a few of the secrets, like the main secret, right? So I went into it knowing this, and thank you. And uh, have watch. It's kind of like when you watch Spoiler Alert: The Sixth Sense. And fuck it. I mean, Bruce Willis is a ghost, right? Oh, (laughs) he is? (laughs) What the hell, dude? Samuel Jackson's a ghost. So it's been like 20 years to deal with it. Uh, Yeah, so like you go into this movie with kind of the same idea, right? Like, well, if you know it, then you go in watching it, trying to figure it out. And it was still enjoyable watching it, trying to see like how each thing played into it. Because I mean, I knew that Gordy had killed his family or his wife and his daughter. I mean, yeah, his family for the most part, but I didn't know how it all went down. I knew that he was repressing it, but I didn't know how that was going to go down. So I'm still kind of watching this with a fresh eye. And while I'm watching it, I'm, I'm, I kind of have the best of both worlds because I can discover it for the first time but at the same time i can look at it analytically and see how all the pieces fit in together and uh i like i've only seen it this one time but i think it's flawless i mean i definitely want to go back and watch it again because i think it works as a psychological thriller i think it works as a ghost story um that last line of the film really has me messed up because i think about that you know, like maybe it was all Simon the whole time. Like uh, this, as soon as Gordon stepped foot in that asylum, Simon took over, and that could very well be because that that checks out too. You know, I mean, maybe that's a little bit more convenient, but at the same time, I kind of like that a little bit better. <laughs> but I, I subscribe to both theories. Um, I highly recommend it. I think that everyone should watch this movie. Uh, yeah, I mean, check it out, get it, watch it, Tom. All right. Well, you know, I mean, you know, yeah. Uh, what? Yeah, <laughs> I, I fall into the dinosaurs. category of uh, <laughs> dinosaurs. I like dinosaurs. Um, I don't really care for horror Dino movies. DNA. Um, I don't really care 
for uh, foreigners. Foreigners. Yeah. Like, what the, this is what he's like. It, it's like well, it's a horror movie. I don't like it. You're from Scotland. Don't like you either. <laughs> I like my shit. American, I like it to blow up. He <laughs> <laughs> likes comedy. American comedies. <laughs> that explode. That explode. Yeah. And dragons. Yeah, and with dragons. dragons. Oh, you got shit going fast. <clears throat> if you uh, do not meet that criteria, that's already a point off. I think in Tom's mind, that's how it works. Wait, is there a dragon in this movie? Uh, no? That's a negative star. Wait, negative on. star. Tom, what if, what if McConaughey played Hank? Oh, well, you know, that would have been a star right there. Might have been a star. Um, It was, you know, uh, let's see. Mm. The movie was really slow, actually. I I think it probably, like, it would have been awesome as, like, an hour-long drama. Like, really good as an hour-long drama. It dragged out way too long. Like, the build-up. Like, you know, most horror movies, to say it's a horror movie is kind of like an, almost a misnomer because, like, Big word. nothing happens in, like, the first 45 <laughs> minutes, practically. Like, it's like the last half hour is when stuff actually, whole thing. actually goes on. So, like, if, if you are going to watch it, just fast forward the last half hour. Boom, <laughs> you're good to go. You're good for a treat. Uh, I'm Tom's shaking Cliff, my Tom's head. cliff note in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> just, just you know, boom! Last half hour, you're in for a treat. Maybe watch that beginning with the chair. You get you watch that beginning where it's like, "Hello, Gordon." Fast forward, last forty five minutes. All right, hold on. Call- Boom! You're I'm, good. I'm calling you out. This is how Tom says he listens to the podcast now. Yes. But he's not on it. He fast forwards to the wrap ups. <laughs> I'll listen to the intros. I get the intros. Fast forward it. Boom. That's all you need. What'd you say earlier? He wants the entree or the appetizer and the dessert. He doesn't want the entree. Yeah. yeah. Right. He's it's all like right. attention yeah. deficit disorder or something. Yeah, there's nothing. I can't there's be entertained no by attention. this. There's nothing going on. There's fuckloads of it's, shit going they're on. They're not in this movie. doing Fuck their loads. work. Is what's going on this tonight on character uh, tonight on Tom's ADD theater? Fuckloads of characters. of stuff going on. Oh my really god! It's like you if you want to watch them not do work for an hour. If that's what you're looking for, you're like the movie. It has to be. It's about them removing asbestos. Where was them removing asbestos? I've done that job. It is not that interesting. That's a star demerit. Right there. No star. You're right. They're not doing their job, man. They're (laughs) not doing their job. It's not about them doing the job. Hey, hey. They they, they worked so hard to get that bonus. I forgot about this. (laughs) So hard to get the bonus. The whole goal was for them to get the bonus they didn't even do a damn bit of asbestos removing. <laughs> what, what kind it's of like crap? running a long distance race. You don't do anything the first three days. You do it in the last four. That's how, <laughs> that's how you do it. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, yeah. Session nine. Watch the last half hour. It's pretty good. Do you recommend Is that a recommendation? Well, I it was a half recommendation. watching the last half hour. Which you have to get through, but anyway, okay. So this is Colin. I'm going to do my. No, I think uh, Session Nine is in. The, so what was this? 2001. 2001. I want to say that this is one of the best horror movies uh, of the 2000s. I mean, you know, I would say what? There's like, what, there's maybe like 50. 
50 good movies out of 10 years? 50? That's, <laughs> That's pushing it. Jeez yeah. Okay. So I would this say this is one of the good horror it's, movies. Well, it's, of the it's, past, it's fifteen like, if you don't. It's yes. fifteen if you don't count Japanese ghosts. Right. Well, so, I'm saying it worldwide. Right. Uh, you know, I think you could find fifty good horror movies in the two th- in, in a decade. Yeah. This is one of them. You know. Okay. So right. Maybe it's higher. Maybe it's in the twenties. Um, it's a, it's a, I think it's a very sharply written movie with a lot of, uh, not innuendo. What am I looking for? Subtlety, subtlety, which is a thing I think that, you know, again, is a, maybe a lost art. There's a lot of subtlety, you know, to the, uh, and nuance to the characters and to the plot, you know, and the way that it's constructed, it is like a kind of a little puzzle box. It's like, you have to have all this set up in order to have this payoff. And, like, all of these things working on each other to, like, you know, it's just, that's the stuff that gets you involved. That's why I'm saying there's a fuckload of stuff going on. That's, in that's, why, because, that's why you just Hey, whose wrap up is this? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> it's interesting. Interesting stuff that keeps you absorbed and, um, and involved through the entire uh, running time of the movie. And I do like, uh, you know, like, as we've been sitting here, it's like, I think you can... Uh, see this as a supernatural movie or you can see it as a psychological horror movie. I think it's a psychological horror movie, right? I think it's yes, a psychological definitely. movie. It's psychological, psych- not horror, yeah. but psychological. People died in People it. died and Murder it was creepy. Yep. But they brought uh, it on the themselves. Right <laughs> according to Caruso at the end. But I would say that this is, uh, you know, it's it's uh, because of the end, like, I mean, the acting, I'm going to say, like, you know, I mean, I think all the guys had good parts. I think that's uh, that helps, you know, if you're an actor and you've got, like, a good role. Like, all these roles are pretty fucking good for those guys, you know, and I think they're all ably performed. In some cases, most cases, I think, better than the material suggests. And wasn't this like a comeback role for Caruso? Like, he had kind of gone underground and people forgot about him. Well, that's after he had went through his whole ego trip about NYPD Blue and he thought he was the end-all, be-all actor and then he did a few uh, so-so movies. Uh, I did like Jade, but yeah, he did yeah. kind of come back. But those on are like this big one. studio movies, right? And now this is his comeback to, to like, the arts. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I mean, it's. Uh, I think it's a. It's a. It's a sharp movie. A good horror film. I think that you need to see. It. That's a recommendation. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy that I like this movie, but I do agree with Tom in a weird little bit. Where I think this would, does play better as like if it was like an hour long or forty five minutes, just because. I don't like I said there's like I mean all the characters are interesting. I think Mike is not interesting at all. His character is nothing. I mean Gordon could have taken the role of investigating the hospital more, but he was going through his crazy I killed my wife. So they split up that attention a little on the characters. Um I like this movie. I have a hard time going back movies that have like any sort of like a twist or a once you figure it out, it's kind of like, eh, you know, it's hard to go back and be surprised every time. Or, you know, like this time it was, it was no question. You know, it's just like, oh, look, peanut butter. Question? Oh, look, the thingy. Question, when you when you go back through a movie that you've already seen and it has a twist, the second time around, do you appreciate the construction of it? Like a puzzle box, like I was saying. Does See, it, it play this, more like but that? This one, this one never really had that effect oh, on me. You right from the get-go, yeah, I'm right, like, oh, yeah. Gordon killed his wife gotcha. and family. And, and he's... Uh, suppressing it the same way this Mary Hobbs carried it's like I had this movie figured out like right from my first time watching it I mean I like the little uh the little uh character tiffs um I mean it's a good movie uh 
I mean, I don't want it to sound like, uh, like it sounds like I'm giving it like a pretty like down note just cause like, <laughs> I don't know. After seeing it twice, it's good. The first time through is what you're saying. It's really, it's really good. The first time through. I mean, cause it is one of those things where you're expecting a horror movie. You don't get a ghost movie, but you're still getting all this weird shit, you know? And really, I guess to me, I mean, have, have, uh, like a scary, like doctor talking to a girl, like, audio going over anything in a movie and I'm like oh shit there's like a this second is movie scary. happening that you don't see it's genius it's really like genius. the distortion's kind of cool like, that's awesome yeah. well every single time they say the name of the town it fucks up every time it has the same fuck of like what happened in life you know or whatever right. uh, but I do recommend it I mean I wish it was a ghost movie you know <laughs> like yeah it is the I, mean, I think that's my problem with it it's a little too it's more artsy than it is ghost you know, and I think that's why I ultimately like, eh, you know, I've never been that much of a fan of art. I mean, I like art, but you know, the whole like Simon, I live in the, I like the, the weak and the wounded, but you right. know, it has to be one of those like opened ended like thing for the artist out there to be like, right. It's in all of us, man. Cause I can escape it's, from here. I'm not trapped just here. It's if what, you're out there and you're weak and you're wounded, I can come to you too. So, yeah. Yeah. So I recommend it. Uh, it's not my favorite, uh, but I do recommend it. It is probably at least one of the watchable ones out of the last 20 fucking years. It's not like Saw or Urban Legends or anything. So, And it's not like any other ghost movie where you just know you're going to get like a few like stupid like shadow people and then like a long-haired, white-dressed woman at the end walking creepily towards you or whatever. So it definitely has some things going for it, and it's got some twists and turns. But I do think it could have been a like a TV show episode and still been awesome. So a little long-winded, but I like it. Okay, it um, it is actually my favorite movie from that decade uh, yeah? in horror. Yeah, this is my favorite movie. I've oh. seen it about thirty times, and honestly, I enjoy the ride every single time because I feel. I, I guess I can. I work in the industry, so. I know what it's like to try and get the a bit horror on the industry. No, no, no. I'm oh, sorry. The construction oh, yeah. oh, industry. So, and I the have done. I have. Industry. Yes, but that's a side job. No. And, and the cops insane? haven't found all of them, so that don't count. So, but anyway, no. I I do work in in, in the in construction, so I know what it's like to make a bid, and you got your family, you got all that pressure because you got to pay the bills. So I, I feel that part of it. I feel the claustrophobia in the hospital. It, there are scenes, and like I said, the hospital is the one actor that isn't credited in the movie yeah. because it really does set the pace. Um, the interactions between the characters. I've been on construction sites, and and a lot of it is the way it is. You know, we don't sleep with each other's girlfriends because that leads to fist fights <laughs> in real construction sites. But but uh, it, it is a fun movie. Uh, Watching Gordon, I, I guess I'm kind of sympathetic for Gordon at the end because being a family man, he now granted I've had bad days at work. I've never went home and killed my family because I'm not insane. But what I'm saying is in the end, you do kind of almost feel for Gordon when he's talking on the broken cell phone. You can see there's no there's yeah, nothing yeah, left. Yeah. It's broken. He fell on it yeah. when he was taking out Craig and yeah. and he goes, I just want to come home. I'm so lonely here. He's he's destroyed everything, and now the, the I don't know if it's Simon's done with him, so he just goes on and and he realizes he has nothing left, you know. So I, I do feel even though he's a complete tool and he's the killer in the movie, at the end I do feel sympathy for Gordon. You almost feel sad for the and character. He doesn't know he's the killer. No, he he didn't. Yeah. And even 
even when Caruso comes up and, and, and he's looking at the pictures and he sees his families on the wall and he looks at Caruso, Caruso still looks like he might be the killer because he just kind of looks like he checked out. But then you realize that's what Gordon saw him as, not as what he, he actually did. He actually came in and said, well, I found Hank and Hank said, you're the one that hurt him. Did you really do that, Gordon? And then Gordon attacks Caruso and kills him. But I like what you said about how Caruso is almost like his Jiminy Cricket. You know, trying to bring him back out of this madness. And, and in the end, Gordon does need to wake up. He just needs Crusoe as his mental alarm clock. And then he realizes what he did. And you see each, each character and how he did them in. Yeah. You know, but I do, I do like how to me it's a tapestry piece because each character is woven into the other. And there's, there's ways that it could be this person. You could see it being, uh, Mike, not so much Hank or Jeff. Those two are kind of simplistic to me. Hank is the greedy jerk that doesn't care. He's just going to do for himself, whether it be taking Crusoe's girlfriend or off to casino school or stealing the coins out of this crematorium. Whatever benefits Hank, that's what Hank's going to do. He's unreliable. Crusoe says that from the beginning. Mm Mm-hmm. And and Jeff is just kind of that dopey kid that got drug into it. It's his family he thinks, oh, this is going to be a great way for me to improve my life and winds up getting whacked. So, you know, you kind of feel bad for Jeff, too. But uh, I, I do I do think it is a character study, like you said, set in a haunted house. And it's watching these characters. And this is what I said. They are you see the asylum from the outside. It's it's still gorgeous. It's still a gorgeous brick building, beautiful spires. But you get inside, and the, even the paint in the stairwells is so chipped and corroded and broke down. And I think in the end, we see that in all the characters. Gordon's just the one that it gets into. It seeps into him first. It looks like it could seep into everybody else. And maybe it did on some levels. But Gordon Gordon was definitely the one that was taken first. And and in the end, it, it abandons him just like it does everybody else because there's more weak and wounded to deal to. And and I do like on the cover, it says Session 9, Fear is a Place. And you do feel that in the asylum. It, it does feel like a, a, a living thing in, in yeah. some, part, some parts to me, especially the scene where Hank's in the basement and he's running away from the shadow guy and, and poor old Jeff in the, the collapsing light hallway. You know, you can feel that terror in these characters. So, um, like I said, it is one of my favorites, probably my favorite one out of that decade. Uh, and I, I'll probably go home and watch it again tonight. I just love this movie. So, so high recommendation for me. Definitely check it out. And that's it for me. There you go. That's session nine on the Saturday Night Freak Show. Hey, if you want to leave us a comment, I should have said this earlier, on the mailbag, uh, go to our Facebook page, which is at facebook.com slash Saturday Night Freak Show, and we'll read it on air. And uh, next week, you can start commenting now about next week's movie. You're about to find out what it is because it's Brent. He's picking it. What's it going to be, Brent? What are you watching? Uh, next week, Colin, we are going to watch A Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Whoa. Dream Warrior. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. Mine, too. Uh, yep. Well, there you go. All right. So this, if you have a question, comment, or just want to sound off on Dream Warriors, Facebook.com slash Saturday Night Freak Show. And until then, the balcony is closed. <laughs> Copyright. <laughs> and we might even have a mailbag theme by then. I was going to say, it's going to be like, oh, when there's mail, we never fail to get us. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you just go back to 1920? I, I put you sitting that at the USO. Can you come up with it right now? No, I'll have to come up with it later. <laughs> when there's mail, you know there's a mailbag. Because that, that was the same line. And we've got uh, those Nazis on the run. Uh, <laughs> 
What's that fucking blue dog that was on Nickelodeon? Uh, Marmaduke. No. Uh, Pork chop. Uh, 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 Blue's Clues? Uh, yeah, Blue's Clues. Blue's Clues. 